Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hello, it is the Corelcast, and I would just like to say the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated, uh, as here I am. Uh, I have COVID. I am in day four. Well, I tested positive Tuesday early afternoon, started Plaxovid Tuesday night. Uh, and so I've had Tuesday to Wednesday, one full dose, Wednesday to Thursday, two full doses, Friday morning, two and a half, almost three full doses of the Plaxovid. I am feeling okay. I don't want to jinx this, uh, but I felt really icky on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, uh, particularly Thursday, yesterday. Uh, my chest was filling up and breathing was, you know, uh, but... Uh, no real body aches, like, not like I've heard people saying they've been hit by a truck. Uh, none of that. So I would classify it as a mild case of COVID. I know I got it at the Venetian Hotel. I know I got it when we were going from the parking garage up to the tea lounge. It was just too swarmed with people to not get it. There were too many unmasked people. It just, it was inevitable. Uh, and here I have it. Steve does not. Lucky Steve. Um, I want to talk a lot about COVID today. I know it's Christmas Eve Eve, uh, and a lot of you are dealing with it this Christmas Eve. Some of you might be isolating. Some of you may not be having a Christmas. Uh, so I will not be having a Christmas Eve, um, because I, I can't see anyone until Christmas Day. I will not be, uh, uh, contagious, uh, on Christmas Day, according to my doctor, uh, who has confirmed that twice since Tuesday, so... And the line on the COVID test is getting very faint. Um, so I want to first talk about COVID itself. For those of you that haven't had it, for those of you that have, uh, I want to talk about post-pandemic uh, post stress disorder. Right now, having COVID should not be terrifying. It shouldn't. We have treatments. Granted, they're a little iffy experimental, but we have treatments, not just one treatment. There's a few. Uh, the vaccination rate, and if you're vaccinated, you stand a better chance of beating it. There's a lot of things on your side if you followed the rules, if you've gotten vaccinated, and now should you get COVID. However, myself, my friend David, uh, other friends I have that are positive right now, some of them are genuinely or were genuinely terrified that it was going to develop into a pneumonia, that they were going to end up in the hospital on a ventilator, uh, or that very bad things was going to happen from the drug, that after Paxlovid, that they were definitely going to rebound, uh, or had a huge chance of rebound since Paxlovid is known as the rebound drug. So I've, I've had a lot of time to do some research. And I wanted to, first of all, talk about the people who got COVID prior to now, meaning pre-vaccine COVID. I can't imagine. I, I'm not going to try. I'm going to try to not cry a lot today. I can't imagine what those people went through. Because now we know about COVID. And we have some treatments. 
and it's not necessarily a death sentence. And yet, if you get it, you're still afraid. Because for years, it was a horrifying death sentence. If you got it, you were going to end up in a semi-truck freezer outside of the hospital because they wouldn't even let you in. And you were going to die. And that's all that we saw on the news. And that's, that's just every case of COVID was bad. There was nothing good on the news about COVID for years. Everything was bad. Underfunded, under this, under that, you know, hospitals this, hospitals that, emergency rooms overcrowded, you know, morgues the side of hospitals and trucks. That's, that's all we heard for years. Then the vaccine comes around. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated, because you don't want to end up in a freezer truck. They didn't say get vaccinated, so then you'll, you know, it was like, get vaccinated or die. And really, that was the choice they were giving us. Get vaccinated or kill yourself and maybe someone else. So there was that. So they scared us into the vaccine. And it worked. I'm as fully vaccinated as it comes. Uh, and now that there is Paxlovid, rebound cases, rebound cases, rebound cases, rebound cases. So I want to, you know, I want to set the record straight here. This says the gay guy. First of all, Paxlovid, which now exists, is a hugely effective, game-changing drug against COVID. It is not a benign walk in the park. And I'll tell you why in a moment. However, all the risk aside of Paxlovid, it is a huge game-changer. It is cutting COVID... Um, uh, sick times in half. It is cutting the time that you are contagious from 10 days to five days. It is making you feel better while you have COVID. If you have a moderate case, it brings it down to mild. If you have a severe case, it brings it down to moderate. If you have a mild case, it makes it so you almost don't feel it. That's game changing. Game changing. Now, according to the National Institutes of Health, the CDC and the World Health Organization and all the data that they have now acquired on Paxlovid, a new drug, there is a 2 to 3% chance of rebound. Not a 50% chance, not a 70% chance, not every other person. There is a 2 to 3% chance of rebound in the general population. Now, that number goes up if there are pre-existing health conditions such as diabetes, morbid obesity, high blood pressure, all of that. In other words, if you're sick, there is a chance that if you get COVID, take the Paxlovid and beat COVID, that you will rebound because you're sick, because you have diabetes, because you have high blood pressure, because you have you know, various, because you're obese, you have those, those comorbidities, they're called. But in most people that do not have the comorbidities, if you're relatively healthy, the rebound rates, you know, like two or three percent. So 97 to 98 percent of the people that take Paxlovid will not rebound. So get it out of your head that it's the rebound drug. Okay, it's not. And there's other drugs now that they are giving if you can't take the Plaxovid and they have the same rebound rate. So 
it is not the rebound drug, it's the nature of antivirals and of viruses. Second of all, I would like each and every one of you right now to get down on your knees. Get on your knees. Time to get down on your knees, as Grace Jones would say. On your knees. Are you on your knees? I'm serious. You need to get down on your knees right now and throw your hands in the air and say, thank you, gay men. Thank you, gay men with AIDS. Specifically, I want you to say, thank you, Andrew Howard. Right now, out loud, say, thank you, Andrew Howard. Right now, say it. Thank you, Andrew Howard. Why? Because Paxlovid would not exist. It would not be in existence if it weren't for courageous gay men like Andrew Howard, who went on to studies like the Crixivan study at Stanford, the first protease inhibitor to be released, period, end of story, the very first protease inhibitor invented, period, end of story, was tested by my husband, Andrew Howard, and by thousands of other gay men, just like every other protease inhibitor that has come down the line, because protease inhibitors up until this moment in time have been AIDS drugs. And ritonavir, which is in the package of, the, of Paxlovid, ritonavir is an AIDS medication. Period, end of story. And it is boosting the new protease inhibitor that they invented and tweaked for COVID. They have the protease inhibitors that they've tweaked for HIV, which are the original ones. They took that protease inhibitor and tweaked it for COVID. And now here it is. This drug would not exist if it weren't for a generation of desperate gay men with HIV, AIDS, full-blown, T-cells below 200, getting into drug studies to test what would become protease inhibitors. We owe the COVID-19 treatment to gay men, women, and drug addicts, and anyone else who had HIV AIDS that went and tried protease inhibitors. And as soon as the protease inhibitors were released, the ones who took them, in spite of knowing they were brand new and that there could be huge side effects, of which there are. Let's talk about why you're only on Plaxovid for five days. Because this drug messes with your liver and your kidneys. Why? That's what protease inhibitors do. How do I know? Andrew Howard died of a blood clot. What was the blood clot caused from? Increased statins in his blood. Increased cholesterol in his blood. How did that increased cholesterol get there? If you're on a protease inhibitor, your cholesterol shoots up through the roof. Because, without trying to get too technical here, part of what this drug does to stay in your system, because they want it to stay there as long as it can, is it stops your liver and your kidneys from flushing it out. But it doesn't just stop it from flushing the drug out. It stops your liver and kidneys from flushing everything out. It slows it down. That's why if you're on certain medications, you cannot take Plaxovid, like the one I take for AFib. You cannot take it if you're taking Plaxovid because it lengthens the amount of time that drug is going to be in your system. 
Plaxovid directly affects heart medications. And if you're on a heart medication, do not start Plaxovid without talking to your cardiologist. So protease inhibitors, they always put you on a statin if you're on one. Now, because people like Andrew died, uh, and again, his death helped pave the way for these drugs. And because of that statin connection, you can only be on Paxlovid for five days. At, you know, while, right now, I bet my cholesterol is up. It's a good thing I don't eat cholesterol, but I bet it's up, you know, because of the Paxlovid and what it does and how it works. But it works. Look at me. I have COVID, active COVID. Right now, I tested this morning. I have active COVID, but I am here. So again, I want you to know that rebound on Paxlovid is rare, and I may do it because I have a history of high blood pressure. I have a history of obesity, you know. So rebound on Paxlovid is rare. It's 2%, 3% at most. 97% of the people that take it will not rebound. So if you go on it, don't be terrified of a rebound. I'm sorry, I still have a little cough. I have not taken the cough medicine today and some phlegm just came up. I want it to. I haven't been producing much. I want to produce some. So I haven't taken the cough medicine today. Uh, number two, so rebound is not inev inevitable on Plaxovid. Number two, Plaxovid is a protease inhibitor. It is an AIDS drug. It is an AIDS drug that has been tweaked to recognize the COVID-19 virus. But viruses all reproduce by a protease is a protein, okay? A protease inhibitor inhibits the virus from creating this needed chemical to reproduce. They need proteases, these viruses, to reproduce. This drug is a protease inhibitor. It inhibits protease. Therefore, they, the, the virus is in your blood, but it can't reproduce. And then the drug squashes, the, kills the amount of virus in your blood. So that's how it works. It does work. It's successful. Are there side effects? Yes, big ones. There are, just like with every AIDS drug that I ask my husband to eat. Here, take these. You're gonna, but no one else had taken them at the time. And when Andrew got AZT, it was brand new. Talk about side effects, huge migraines, not being able to sleep at night. You know, my friend Matt, he's been on every protease inhibitor. They all messed with him beyond belief. Terrible side effects, but they, could, they kept taking them. Why? Because it was that or die. It was that or let the virus just run, you know, buckshot, ruckshot, whatever that word is. I don't know what that word is. Ruck, run. Someone tell me in the comments below. Something shod, buckshot, ruckshot, run, something shod. I don't, I don't know what. Uh, I could Google it, but why? I have you. Just, just put the comments down below. Some of you may be wondering why I'm doing a show with COVID. Well, because while having COVID here alone in my home, I realized you're my family, that you're my family and Christmas was this weekend and I was not going to let it go without saying Merry Christmas and, you know, that COVID is fearful. It is. If you get it, you don't, because you don't know where it's going to go. But I will tell you, if you test positive, get Paxlovid. It's free. It's free. It's free of charge. They don't even bill your, get Paxlovid. It's miraculous for COVID. Will it kill us in two years? I don't know. I don't know. But I know that I'm keeping the COVID under control and that could kill me now. So I would rather worry about the side effects of being on this drug for five days than worry about long COVID. 
This cuts my risk of long COVID by 90%. <coughs> Again, sorry for the cough. So uh, there we have it. I have COVID. If you get COVID, do not be afraid. Rest. You're not going to want to. I don't want to rest. I feel fine. I want to do my exercise. But as you can hear, I'm not fine. I feel fine, but I'm not fine. So as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to take the cough medicine and I'll probably sleep all afternoon. And I can't see anyone tomorrow, Christmas Eve, but Christmas Day, I can see Steve and Tino. Uh, I wish Daniel Charleston were in town. I wish others were in town, but I can, you know, see Steve and uh, maybe even eat out. I made a pledge to eat out all week long. Uh, and I didn't because of COVID. Uh, so yes, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who has sent stuff. Oh my God, I got nuts. I got a huge box of nuts from a charming gentleman who said my wife wanted to make sure uh, that you had enough nuts to milk, uh, which was hysterical. Just, just the whole thing was hysterical. And they put $100 in the card. Uh, I want you to know that I'm going to take, you know, I know I need that money. I do. Uh, but there's a homeless guy at the park. And one day I saw him breaking up pieces of balsa wood. And I said, what are you going to do with that? Uh, and he said, oh, I'm going to draw on it. I said, well, draw me something. He said, um, well, what do you want me to draw? I said, well, you're the artist. Draw something. So today I said hello to him from a distance. Uh, and he said, uh, he, my picture was ready. And I said, oh, you're going to be here tomorrow and, and Sunday? And he's like, where am I going to be? And so I said, okay, great. Uh, I'm not contagious uh, on Sunday, on Christmas Day. So on Christmas Day, I will come over to you and I will get it. On Christmas Day, I'm going to give him $50 for the, um, the little drawing. And that $50 is going to come from the $100 that I was sent uh, from this wonderful couple uh, I don't know if I want, people want their names said on air, like Sibylle, who sent me this box of chocolate. Now I know what it says. Um, and so I, I, I've started to eat another piece of it, actually. Sibylle, I have. Uh, but this entire box, look, everybody, this whole box is filled with chocolate. And it's, it's homemade, and they're all letters. And it spells Corell and Ambu... And, <laughs> yeah, Corell and Andrew. Now Ember's on my mind. Or Andrew's on my mind. Corell and uh, Ember's uh, Christmas in Las Vegas. And that's a whole lot of work a whole lot of work to do all these letters and I just I have to tell her the letters taste good <laughs> they do I started I ate an I and I started to eat a T mm. they, they are really good and they're sugar-free made with cocoa and a sugar substitute very good very delicious um, I have a basket of cards remember when I said I didn't have any cards look behind me there's now a basket of cards thank you all Sibylle sent some interesting literature she always does. Uh, Nancy Child sent some wonderful things, wonderful cards. I got some very vintage cards, which I love, like from the 50s. So thank you. Uh, Rachel and Norm, thank you uh, for being you, and thank you for the, the gift. Uh, I got it my, uh, through PayPal. Thank you. Um, I'm using that to eat. <laughs> I'm serious. I wasn't going to eat out at all, like this week. Uh, but now I am because I got a gift uh, from Rachel and Norm through PayPal. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use that money to eat. Uh, and to do a Instacart today for the weekend. So thank you all. Thank you all for the presents, for the nuts, uh, for the cash donations to the show, for the cards, uh, for caring, for all the comments uh, about get well, all the, you know, you'll beat this, you'll be fine. You know, I really feel that being healthy um, has mattered. I do. I feel that uh, keeping up my routine with Ember, 
uh, I'm still doing the yoga, even though I'm doing very modified and very low key, no sweating, no heartbeat above 80, no cardio, but we're walking. We, yesterday we walked a mile and a half at the park. It took us an hour and a half to do it. That means we walked at one mile per hour, a 1.0 pace. So we went very slowly, but we did it. And I feel your body wants you, but don't overdo it with COVID. It has cardiac implications. Don't overdo it. Stay chill. You know, for me, a mile and a half is chill when you normally do five to seven. For you, getting up and just going around the block might be enough because you only go around the block maybe five times a day. And so, so what I'm saying is do what's chill for you. Okay, do what's chill for you. Uh, and let's remove some of the fear from COVID. If you're unvaccinated, if you're sick, if you're largely obese with diabetes and high blood pressure and all of that, okay, then fear COVID because that's so, you know, but if you're relatively healthy, I don't mean like a picture of health. I mean, if you're just relatively healthy, if you eat okay, if your weight's, you know, okay, maybe you're five or 10 or 20 pounds overweight, but you're not a hundred, you know, so if you're relative, your blood pressure is controlled because Paxlovid can cause high blood pressure. Uh, if your blood pressure is controlled, you know, if your conditions are controlled and you're relatively healthy, then you'll get through COVID nowadays if you're vaccinated and the like. I mean, yes, 11% of the people on Paxlovid still go to the hospital and of them, 5% still die. Okay, it's still, a, you can, but you can die from the flu. So let, as a member of the media, I want to diffuse what the media has been doing for three, four years now about COVID. Okay, it's not a death sentence if you get it if you're vaccinated, relatively healthy, and take the drugs that are available, okay? If you're unhealthy, unvaccinated, and don't want to get on the Plaxovid, you could die. Because I could really, I could see it getting bad quickly. I could. A couple things in the world. They're dropping, they're dropping the report, uh, the January 6th commission, and they're dropping it over a time when no one is paying attention to the news. They're burying the report. They could have done it January 2nd, January 3rd. Nope. They're burying the report over the holidays. That's just a fact. If you want a news story to go unnoticed, release it on a Friday. That's the first rule. Second rule, release it over a holiday. They're releasing it the Friday before Christmas Eve. They don't want anyone to read that report. Okay? That's the first thing. No matter what the Democrats tell you. The second thing is, I do not know if Donald Trump is going to be indicted in the new year, but if he's not, if he's not, then just know that the coup was effective. Then no matter whether the Democrats are in power or not, it doesn't matter. There is no justice. And that's that. The coup worked. The rich and powerful can walk away from crime. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope he gets indicted, leaves the country or kills himself or whatever out of guilt. You know, I do. I hope. I hope bad befalls Donald Trump at his own hand, not by anyone doing. But I, I just hope that his, his deeds come home to roost. And I guess that is wishing bad. You shouldn't risk bad on someone, Krell. I'm only wishing that his deeds come home to roost. So that would, because that would be bad if they did. So that's in the news. Uh, they're burying that report uh, because they're releasing it right now. You're not going to read it over Christmas. Who wants to read it over Christmas? Then there's the weather. If you are in Anywhere but the West, and you're listening to this, you're in hell. But it's a cold, cold day in hell. 
So I want to just remind you that A, this is climate change, B, this is not abnormal weather now, and C, it's going to be 61 degrees here in Las Vegas and 80 in Palm Springs. So uh, we're going to have a lovely weekend. Absolutely gorgeous outside. It's going to be beautiful, and I will be non-contagious on Sunday. So I'm very happy about all of that. Uh, however, it is solstice. It is Festivus. It is Saturnalia. It is Hanukkah. It is Christmas. It is that time. And so I want to I close the show today. You know, I love Christmas carols, by the way. I do, some of them, because of their stories. Uh, did you know that, si si I know if you watch the show, you know that Silent Night was written uh, because the organ was broken and they wanted something to sing with, for Christmas with a guitar. So they wrote Silent Night, which then would stop the war uh, in World War I, I believe, uh, in between the French uh, allies. They put down their, the, with the Germans, they put down their uh, weapons and they exchanged little gifts and sang Silent Night in German first, then in English. It's a song that stopped a war, Silent Night. It really did. Silent Night paused a war and they all were singing Silent Night, a song just written uh, because they, the organ was broken at the church and it just spread throughout the country after that. Do You Hear What I Hear was written about nuclear war. Uh, Linda Etter and Whitney Houston tie for the best versions ever of that song. Uh, they, you can't pick the better one between the two. There's Whitney's and there's Linda's and they're both great. Uh, and that song was, you know, all about nuclear war. The writers were afraid. It was written when I was born. That song was written in October of 1962, a month before I was born. Now said the shepherd boy to the mighty king. Oh, yeah. Do you hear what I hear? Oh, yeah. A song about nuclear war. So many Christmas carols, they don't mean exactly what you think they mean or they weren't written. You know, White Christmas has an intro that no one ever hears. The sun is shining, the grass is green, the orange and palm trees sway. There's never been such a day in Beverly Hills, L.A. But it's December the 24th and I am longing to be up north. Oh, I'm dreaming. They took it off. Uh, for the commercial part, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That was sung under duress and stress by Judy Garland in Meet Me in St. Louis. They had lost, they were losing everything. Dad was off at war. They had no money. The girls were running the family. They had to move. That's why in the movie, uh, Judy Garland, they changed the lyrics for the commercial song. But in the movie, Judy sings, Until then, you know, she goes, Someday soon we all will be together. If the fates allow, until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. See, that's a different lyric. Until then we'll have to muddle through somehow is not hang a shining star upon the highest bow. But they changed it for the commercial version because they thought it was too depressing. In the movie, it came at a depressing time. And it was the Great Depression or shortly thereafter. So... That song was actually set uh, in, in drama and trauma 
uh, and not in, you know, in joy. It was about future joy and future Christmases. So uh, I want you to have a joyous weekend, no matter what you're celebrating. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being with me on my journey throughout the Carell cast and throughout my life. I want to thank a generation of gay men that tested protease inhibitors by taking them, including my husband, Andrew Howard, because without you, there would be no Plaxovid. And people that would denounce you, people that would legislate against you, people that would vote against your very right to be, are now benefiting from your sacrifices. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for the year you've given me and for the years prior. Thank you for everything. Have a joyous and Merry Christmas. And just know that Ember and I are here in sunny Las Vegas wishing you well recovering from COVID. I will check in with you next week, uh, probably on Monday, uh, to let you know how I'm doing and do a little show. Uh, I don't know what the show schedule will be totally next week because it's the week in between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, but there'll be stuff, so stay tuned. I am Carell, still, consistently, and continually, without waiver. You be who you want to be, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. The Carell Cast app free at the app store of your choice now.